Welcome to the Woot and Why NFL podcast, proudly brought to you by William Hill, where you'll find faster, easier betting on the NFL. Happy Thanksgiving. It is our Thanksgiving preview, and I am thankful for my buddy Josh Wood, who joins me on the line to preview three blockbuster games for Thanksgiving. Woot, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving, my man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, are we eating turkey tomorrow or what? Um, there's actually a, a, just a regular barbecue on at work tomorrow, so oh, we'll that's fine. might be able to get some turkey on there. I uh, I have the day off. I'm blessed. I have. I'm thankful for that. I have the day off from work, so no real turkey in my near vicinity. Can't even speak. Did I start? Uh, so I might actually just hit up a turkey sub down at the old subway. Nice. Just a nice. bit of an alternative there for me. It saves me cooking up anything. I just want to probably just going to eat Milo cereal and watch the games from 4 a.m. That sounds so, good to me. Speaking of 4 a.m., let's just jump straight into it. This is a mini preview podcast. It's only going to go for about 10 to 15 minutes, previewing the three Thanksgiving games, and then we'll be back on the weekend to uh, recap these said games and then uh, preview the rest of Week 12 NFL action. So let's start with Game 1. did mention 4.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. It kicks off here in Australia. Uh, so we have the Minnesota Vikings plus 1 at Detroit minus 1, both $1.91, both teams 6-4. and four. Sole possession of the NSC North is up for grabs with the Green Bay Packers just dwindling right now. Thoughts on this on this game and uh, the line? The Lions or the line? The line. Minus one. <laughs> um, yeah, to be honest, it's, it's a topsy-turvy. It's gonna, I reckon it's, it could go either way. It's, to me, we've, we've spoken about how... Um, up and down this division has been, and that any given week, some team looks like that they're about to, you know, bust out and take the lead of the division. To be honest, like, I don't know, I've been tossing and turning all week and who I think is going to prevail. Like, originally to begin the week, I thought that the Lions were going to, like, you know, run away with it, if you like. Yep. They've been, uh, we spoke about whether or not they were lucky and yes. things like that. And now I think, I don't know, now I've got this gut feeling that, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers we're talking about in this division. So I feel like this this game, if the Lions lose, the uh, the Packers might, you know, end up sneaking up back on them. That that was a bad sentence, but yeah, yeah, you, I get, you get what I'm saying. No, no, I get yes. what you're saying. Detroit do have a far easier schedule than the rest of them on the on the run home. So this is a pivotal pivotal match for them because it will put them well ahead. And I think you're right. Like you can't really count Green Bay out at this point. I, I feel like if they lose their game this week, then uh, and it is a tough matchup for them, and they are the uh, underdog, but we'll get to that on the weekend. It's going to be huge huge for them. And you're right, we did talk about whether the Lions have been lucky or, or not, but every game for them has been decided by seven points or less, and he's it's just all been a Matt Stafford fourth quarter comeback or a final drive, and, and Stafford's had six comeback wins 
after trailing in the fourth quarter mark over the first 10 games. That's that's never really happened before. So it's, it is kind of really rare, but at this point, like, could it run out of spark? And that's what we we discussed uh, during the week. I feel like this this golden run that they've had and this live wire and and living on the edge, I think will come to an end here. Remember the last the last game did go down the wire, it went to overtime, and if it went for a fifty eight yard field goal, Minnesota wouldn't quite have had their uh, their losing streak, which they've now reversed with the win last week. So I'm leaning towards Minnesota plus one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes teams with a good run, they just go on that good run. They just you gotta, they just keep on keeping on. Yeah, I Denver, mean, Denver did it last year. Yeah, and I mean, the amount of times that we thought Carolina was going up against a good team, and then they just beat them. But I mean, I'm not all right yep. saying that. I'm not comparing the Lions with the Panthers. The Panthers were a far better team. Yep. They made the Super Bowl, and I don't think anyone anticipates the Lions to make the Super Bowl. But saying that, it's sometimes they just go on these runs. I mean, I think we were talking about the Raiders this year. We thought they were really lucky, and now they just keep on keeping on. So, I mean, I think, I think oh, man, I don't know. The Vikings are really bad, Josh. They the only, Vikings they are only not had, playing well. No, they only had 217 yards on offense last week uh, and still managed to get the win. And they also relied on a lot of their points from an uh, interception return for a touchdown, a 100-yarder, and a kickoff return from Cordero Patterson. So that is that is huge when you, when their offense is, is not putting up yardage. But that was against the Cardinals' number three-ranked DVO, DVOA defense. Now, this is the worst-ranked DVOA. DVOA defense by football outsiders, so that's why I I, I feel like Bradford can and score enough points, and I th- I feel like their defense played well last week. They they hit Carson Palmer fifteen times. I feel like they can get some pressure on Stafford, and no matter what quarterback you are, pressure is just too much of it's too hard to sustain. So I'm taking Minnesota Wait, uh, plus is one. Is it is it in Detroit? It is at Detroit. Normally they've been bad luck on Thanksgiving, but these are these are talking about really historically bad Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Stafford. Mm. I'm gonna roll with Stafford in this All crucial right, so game. If they win this, if they win this, they win the division. Yeah, uh, I think I think they. Yeah, I think we could pretty. I wouldn't carve it in stone, you would, but you, you could, would, you'd you write would. it on, you'd write it in pen, not pencil. Let's go with that. Mm. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. But we'd type it. Yes. Uh, speaking of like. Detroit on Thanksgiving. When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of Calvin Johnson. Uh, I, I just from from memory, like for me, you know, my teenage years has just been watching thanks, Thanksgiving games. Is watching Calvin Johnson try and carry the Lions to bad Lions teams to good wins. So uh, it's going to be weird to watch a Thanksgiving game this year without Calvin Johnson it lighting it up. So, uh, but he will be lighting it up on Dancing the Stars. He's in the final three, mate. Just mate, get around the big. He's an fella. athlete. Get he's around the big fella. All right, game number two. Now, this is the game of the day, I think. Uh, it's it's going to be a blockbuster. But Washington is on a short week. They finished late on Sunday Night Football, but they've got to back up now and uh, face a division rival in Dallas at Dallas. So we've got Washington at $1.91 plus 6.5 at Dallas, minus 6.5 at $1.91. So it was seven a couple of days ago. It's coming a little bit, so you can get Dallas less than a touchdown uh, favorite at the moment. So this game, I feel like, the first game that they played was actually a lot closer and a tighter contest than we than we thought when you look back on it. Yeah, I mean, this is far by the best, far above and beyond the best. Did game. I start on? There's just, there's yeah, there's just no question about it. Yep. The, I mean, there's so many question marks, and I feel like it's 
the time has just got to come when they lose, when Dallas just loses. And I think it's probably a good time. It's probably a good time for them to lose one. It's now. not a good opponent so, to lose one too, though. Division rival, someone hot on their heels, and a, a team that's red hot at the moment. They're playing really, yeah, really true. well. But um, we I am, did... I am going for Dallas. I'm going for Dallas for, purely for Philadelphia's sake. But so yeah, it, I this is this is one of those games where that. Kirk Cousins is meant to lose. He doesn't win these games. so <laughs> He can uh, change the narrative because we talked about beating good teams, and when you look at Washington's wins, over, they've, they've beaten some bad teams, and that's fine, and they and they tied with the Bengals and things like that. But this is a chance for, for Kirk Cousins on the road to really show what he's made of against a 9-1 and division rival. This, is, this could be a hallmark game for his contract negotiations to really just put him into the into the upper echelon, into the pinnacle here, and actually really prove his worth. So this is a huge game for him, and I feel like he'll have his shots. I feel like he'll have his chances. Morris Claiborne and Barry Church are out. So you can see Cousins you know, attacking them deep and, and using Deshaun Jackson and, and Jamison Crowder and Jordan Reed and, and carving out passing lanes and, and, and attacking this Dallas defense that we saw you know, the Steelers carve up a couple of weeks ago. So there's opportunities for Washington. They match up quite well. And then on the other side of the ball, they actually held Elliott to his second lowest out point of the season, they, they, which is crazy. It was 83 yards and a touchdown, but that's actually the second lowest for Elliott of the year. That's how good Zeke Elliott's been. He's already crossed the 1,000-yard barrier, um, and he's doing it at 4.9 yards per carry as well. So Isn't that just, insane? He's just a freak, an absolute freak. I feel like it's just it's a three-horse race for MVP. It's Zeke Brady and Matt Ryan, and it's crazy that we're talking about a rookie running back as an MVP candidate, but that's that's where we're at in 2016. Uh, what a year, but I feel like Washington can can give this a red-hot go. Uh, I like I like their team. I, I actually think their defense is much improved. Josh Norman's just been huge for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how they line up outside of um, Josh Norman and, say, their run defense. I can see them, you know, they do lean very heavily on the run. So I think if they can shut down the run, you know, not shut it down, but somehow just, you know, stunt it a little bit, if you like, like they did in the first game. And they, Des Bryant isn't the same weapon that he once was. He is, he does, um, you know, you do have to game plan for him because he is a unique player. But at the same time, he's, he's not completely taking over games week in, week out. Mm. So I think Josh Norman will still be on him, and I still think Josh Norman will have a big day against him. But outside of, say, the, the run-stuffing defense on Elliott and Josh Norman, I can't see there being enough elsewhere to stop the likes of Cole Beasley and those kind of players, who I think Cole Beasley might have a decent day against this defense. He's a great great young, underrated player, Cole Beasley. I like, I like the cut of his jib. But, yeah, you're right. They're the 17th. Ranked pass defense in DVOA, Washington, 29th against the rush. So I don't know if they can try and get the the game script, maybe get up to an early lead, which would force Dallas to maybe abandon the run a little bit and not rely as much on Zeke. That could be their opportunity uh, to try and get Dallas in situations where they can win. But Dak Prescott's just been so good and, and leading teams, leading his team to, to win in the fourth quarter. We've seen it many times, including against Washington. It was Washington was up, but, Dak Prescott led a touchdown scoring drive in the fourth quarter, and they, they ended up winning 27-23. So it's hard to go past Dallas, but I really think, you know, big occasion Thanksgiving, like I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if Washington win this game. 
to be honest, nothing surprises me with Washington anymore. Or, Just nothing. Or the NFL, really. <laughs> Tampa <laughs> exactly. Bay won in Kansas City last week. There you go. But I've, I've, I, under a touchdown now, if it was a seven and a half, I'd probably lean Washington. But now it's under a touchdown. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Dallas Cowboys at home. I feel like it's just, it's just a safe bet. I, I do like the over in this game. I did like the under in the game before, but I feel like there'll be plenty of points in this one. It should be a high flying, entertaining game. Yep. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we're both on Dallas here. And game number three. You ready for some prime time? Scott oh Tolsey yes, in please. action. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, Must be so disappointed with that. The schedule makers. Oh, just bad luck, really. Oh, pun intended. Yep. Sorry, pun not intended. Bad luck. Pun, pun not intended. Sorry, I meant to say I did not intend for that. Um, so we have got Pittsburgh minus nine. I have a feeling by the time this kicks off, it'll be at ten. But a dollar ninety-one Pittsburgh minus nine at Indianapolis plus nine at a dollar ninety-one. Do you know Indianapolis has never lost in Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving? Wow, there you go. Yeah, so a lot, a lot on Scott Tolzian's shoulders here to just keep the dream alive. But twenty-nine-year-old backup Scott Tolzian, I'm not saying this is Curtis Painter quite DefCon levels yet, but we could be close. I feel like Tolzian, from what I saw in the preseason, is just garbage, and I am really, really concerned about the Colts being absolutely embarrassed in in prime time. Yeah, it's a bit scary, mate. It it's, is a bit scary. It's, I, it's yeah, oh man, our teams aren't the nicest. But like, <laughs> it's so difficult to be fans of these teams. Anyone that supports the Colts or the Eagles, yep, I feel for you. But we're not, it's you. not quite Browns level of of disaster at this point. But yeah, yeah, I know we're not we're not in the same category as the the Jags and the Bears, and especially I mean what the uh, what the Chargers have gone through this season. We're not at those levels. Yep, we're nowhere near Cleveland levels. But when it comes to you know potential and you know the uh, what's what's the you know high ceilings that are possible outcomes for these teams, we're always left. Yeah, exactly. We we're have high expectations. <laughs> at least Cleveland, you know, you're going to have a bad season, so you can at least pick out the positives and cheer for that. Like Terrell Pryor has been absolutely an absolute joy to watch for Cleveland this year, and you can actually get excited about the draft now with you know Paul D. Podesta and. Sashi Brown in charge with the money ball thing going on. Like, there's at least something to be excited about. For me, it's like counting down the days until Chuck Pagano walks in and just Pagano's his way into a four-year extension. Uh, so that's that's where we're at. Can Matt Hasselback unretire for this game? I'd love to see. He looks still looks good on the sideline. ESPN catching fish the other day. He looks he looks still like he he could he could play. We only need him for one game. Like the the wear and tear was what killed him. I think he can play one game. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> but uh, this is basically uh, no luck. Clayton Gathers is out too, who's been actually good young safety for us. He's a big part of the reason our defense has been a little bit better the last few weeks. Um, Vontae Davis and Dante Moncrief are questionable. And the last two meetings, the Steelers have put up 96 points and the Colts 44. And we're starting Scott Tolzian. And we have Steph, Stephen or Stephen Morris as the backup quarterback. The two of them have have combined for, uh, sorry, uh, one NFL star. That's Scott Tolzien. I think two NFL starts. Stephen uh, Morris has never thrown an NFL regular season pass ever. And Pat McAfee is our third-string quarterback at this point. Nice. So I am taking Pittsburgh minus nine. Uh, I'm not reading too much into last week. They just toyed with the Browns. I didn't think 
I think they tra- treated it kind of like a preseason game or a practice run. They weren't try showing too many hu- like hu- uh, hand cards. I don't know. I'm... Did I wow. stutter? Did I stutter? They're kind of playing, <laughs> keeping the cards close to their chest and not revealing too they much didn't of their play offense. Too many hand cards. Yes, I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm. <laughs> I felt like they're not revealing their offensive plays and whatnot because they're going to try and save them for when they need them the most. And uh, I think that's what we kind of saw from New England against San Fran a little bit last week as well. Um, you know, in these games against bad teams, you don't want to see too much because you don't want to use up all your good players. So not reading too much into it, but Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown scare the living daylights out of me, especially if Fonte Davis is out. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's these kind of games, it's it's these kind of quarterbacks that, like, similar to, like, Landry Jones, we were expecting a really, really bad game, and he came out and performed okay. So I think that's... Yeah, that's your best hope this week. You're hoping for a Landry Jones performance. Scott Tolzien's last start actually was on Thanksgiving, which is really funny. But uh, I went on. Did my... he win? Uh, I can't remember. He played for the Packers when they were good, so I'm not sure. Let me check. I feel like they played the Giants. I think they did. Or are you thinking of Matt Flynn? Mm, interesting. I'll look this up. It's uh, definitely interesting. I'll filibuster for a little bit. Okay, well, filibuster. Do you do you know what that word means? Yeah. Yeah, what's that mean? You were right. Uh, his first career start was against the Giants, and they lost 27-13. to 13. Now, this just builds so much confidence. It's to be zero touchdowns, three interceptions, quarterback rating of 65.7. His yards per attempt were actually all right. Five point, actually, no, they weren't all right. Sorry, I read the wrong one. 5.5 yards per attempt, <laughs> terrible. But then his next game, he actually had a tie with Minnesota, 26 or His yards per attempt there, uh, much better, but still. It's the Tolzian way. He's thrown one career touchdown, and that was when he came in uh, late in the game, even though they lost after an injury. Uh, Sorry, in... he's thrown one touchdown in the NFL. Yes, and he's starting Feels for like us. Feels <laughs> like I've... Yeah. <laughs> Like even he's t- only thrown one more NFL touchdown than me. That makes me feel good. <laughs> so that was in yeah 2013. He came on for an injured uh, Aaron Rodgers and threw one touchdown. So he's he's got a touchdown intercept ratio of one to five, and he's starting against Pittsburgh in prime time on Thanksgiving. Pittsburgh minus nine. I am loading up. It is my lock of the week. The Wooten Y lock of the week proudly brought to you by William Hill. Faster, easier betting. Even though they're on the road and Pittsburgh are often struggle on the road, I am taking Pittsburgh. I'd, I'd take them too. It sounds good. All right. So all of the all of those games, obviously, I just locked up Pittsburgh. Do you have a lock for the rest of Thanksgiving? For, thanks, yeah. for Thanksgiving? A Thanksgiving Thank lock. You. Thank you. You've left me with so many options. Um, no. Essentially, I'd like to do the same. All you right, can't do double, this to me. It's, it's a double down lock. We're taking Pittsburgh minus nine. Yeah. We're double locking it. Yep. Wow. All right. So uh, obviously we think different on the first game, but if we're doing like a three-leg parlay, Pittsburgh minus nine, Dallas minus six and a half, and what the unders in the first game? See, these are the kind of games where you expect unders and they blow out. I wouldn't yeah. touch that. And that was like last week. Like I think all of the games except for two went under, and I I bet. Uh, I bet on the under in Minnesota, Arizona, and that was one of the ones that went over. 
So, yeah, it was one of the highest scoring games. Yes, it was but just, luckily I took the over in the other game that was Packers Redskins, so it made up for it. But uh, yeah, all right, that's our Thanksgiving preview. As always, you can follow me on JYNFL. You can follow Woot at Woot etc. You can follow the show at Woot and Why. Please stay tuned on the weekend for the rest of our Week Twelve NFL preview. You can also listen to our Week Twelve Moneyball NFL DFS preview on iTunes, Stitcher, Wooshka, Radio Hub, TuneIn, all your other podcast players, and give us a like on Facebook, The Wooten Washer. Thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.